stupid and lesson learned. His videos racked up millions of views, so he's likely to get a few more messages. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Satellite images show the world's glaciers are melting faster than ever. Researchers say the glaciers are losing 31% more snow and ice per year than they did 15 years earlier. Scientists blame climate change. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. It's all about the nose. It's your air filter, the first line of defense against bacteria and viruses. If too many germs get stuck in your nose, guess what? You get sick. That's why it's so important to keep your nose clean, just like washing your hands. Nasal irrigation gets rid of germs by rinsing the nasal cavity, but neti pots are hard to use and, frankly, kind of gross. Now there's a better way to keep your nose clean and help your body protect itself. It's called Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, bacteria, and viruses. Millions use Navage for fast, all-natural relief from sinus congestion and allergies and to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and comes with an absolute guarantee of satisfaction. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Now it's time to start cleaning your nose with Navage. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Hey, it's Boots. Our question this week, can you only race on a track? The answer may surprise you. Listen and find out. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Happy spring, everybody. This is Jarrett from CNE Hardware and Outdoors. I wanted to remind you to spend your COVID relief money with great local companies like White's Mill, Friendly Paws, Ohio Valley Running Company, True Value Hardware and Farm in the Plains, and of course, CNE Hardware and Outdoors. Spending your money locally keeps your money local and makes for a stronger Athens County. Please shop local. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. As high school seniors prepare to graduate and make plans for their future, we need more young people to consider a future in teaching. Ohio needs more people from all backgrounds, all races, all genders to become caring, committed educators to serve our growing student needs. And I can tell you from experience, there is no more rewarding career. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. Show. It's really, <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. I-N-E-P-T-M-X-T-E-C-K-2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. And we continue our conversation with Coach Art Turf. 
This week's game against the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. Well, that's right. You know, that's such mouthful, we just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. We were talking about their good offensive attack yesterday, Coach, and they do have a good quarterback in uh, Heifer and some good running backs in uh, McGurk and Shetland, but they also must have a good offensive line to go with that uh, trio. Well, that's right. You know, every, every coach knows that uh, you don't have no offense unless you have an offensive line to go with it, and, and they do have a real fine offensive line. They got a lot of beef up front, especially in their two front offensive tackles, boy's name of uh, Guernsey, Greg Guernsey and uh, Holstein, Harry Holstein. You know, they're, the, they're the beef of their offensive attack and the one for them that they wouldn't have no running and passing. Certainly will put a lot of pressure on your uh, defensive front line. Well, that's right. You know, we're getting geared up to be ready for these boys, and we're going to put them in a meat grinder, and, they not, and I am predicting that we are going to come up with our first conference victory this season. In addition to having a good offensive team, they must be fairly decent on defense, too, as they're undefeated in conference play. Well, that's right. Not only are they undefeated, they had not lost no ball games, not only in the conference, but the whole season. You know, they have one of their better seasons this year. And, and you know, uh, we, we was going back to what we were calling our linebackers. You know, a lot of coaches call their linebackers uh, – uh, Sam and Willie and Mike, you know, they always, that's how they designate their linebackers, but they don't do that over at the EIEIO. You know, Coach McDonald does it a little bit different. You know, he calls his linebackers Huey, Dewey, and Louie because he wants their linebackers, when they charge a quarterback, they want them boys on the other side to holler duck. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And, of course, the Coach Art Turf Show, brought to you by the wonderful product, Coach Turf playing an undefeated opponent this week. I'm sure you've come up with an effective game plan. Well, that's right. You know, an effective game plans always start with the kind of support that you get from your fans. And what we're hoping is that all the fans listening to the ball game is going to get in their cars and drive down to the farm and come out and support the Oysters. And I am promising everybody what comes to the game, along with their ticket, we're going to give you all a clothespin so you can put it on your nose and you won't be affected by that smell, that home field advantage they have down there on the farm. We're hoping you all come out and cheer for the Oysters. And you all do your part. We're going to do ours because we do have a real fine game plan for this ball game, like for example what we're going to do is something what you call subversive you know they got that uh, fine quarterback over there Hugh Heffer he likes to stay out late at night so what we're going to do is tell our cheerleaders to go over there and keep him out late at night the night before the ball game wear him out so the next day when he goes out there to play the ball game he's not going to be as effective as he normally is so he will not have had any sleep the night before not only that he's going to be tired and then and, and he's going to be so tired he can't drop back and pass and throw that ball and run around the ends like he normally can well, it sounds like that uh, might be an effective game plan, Coach. Well, not only that, we're going to supplement that. We're going to do something else. We're gonna, we know we got to keep up with them running backs and keep them fenced in. So what we're going to do is go into our famous corral defense. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach. Art Turf. Yes, it is. Good times for you and me. And not a moment too soon. You're keeping good company with W-A-T-H. Wow, look at that glorious sunshine out the windows. 54 degrees, headed to 65 today, 68 tomorrow, 80 on Sunday, 
today. Tomorrow there won't be a cloud in the sky. I can't imagine that. It's a Friday. We got a free-for-all. And our phone number. Let me see if I can get this right. One. (laughs) Triple eight. Five nine two. Is that it? That's it. Six six four six. Yeah. Okay. What was I gonna say? One five nine two six six. That's what I was gonna say. Funny how when you were pointing at it, it suddenly didn't look right. Anyway, good morning, folks. Good morning, Scott. Yes. Good morning. You got it. Way to start off a Friday morning edition of Sentimental Journey. You know, a turtle is crossing the road when I said Sentimental Journey. That was a joke. Party line. I didn't even catch. Oh, okay. My, so you don't pay attention to what? <laughs> excuse me. Well, to I what was, I said. I was thinking ahead to what I was next going to do, <laughs> and then I started something, and you interrupted. Well, you told me to yesterday. You did? Yeah. When something was said incorrect, if I knew oh, yeah, okay. something different, then then it, to interrupt you. That's. I tell you what. <laughs> You want to do over? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going to load the jingle up and everything oh. and start the whole blasted thing over and try to do better. Okay. Let me get there. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. It, it, now that we've explained it, it won't be as nearly as funny. Well, people like when we start off with some funny stuff. Well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so the thing that you interrupted... <clears throat> a turtle's crossing the road when he's mugged by two snails. When the police show up, they ask him, What happened? The shaken turtle replies, I, I, I don't know. It just all happened so fast. Is it my turn? I don't want to interrupt. I th- didn't know if you were done. I didn't want to interrupt. No, you're supposed to laugh. Because, <laughs> you know. Turtles, snows, uh, sn- snows. <laughs> um, ah, the mic is wet. Oh, it's that sanitizer. Oh yeah. Uh, snails. Keep I there. mean, they're so fast. Yes. Yes. It's no good if I have to explain it, man. Well, I, you know, like I said, I, I didn't know if you were done, so, I, I, I deferred from interrupting. Oh, you may interact anytime you want. <laughs> okay. Okay, so two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He's not breathing. His eyes are glazed. The other guy wipes, whips out his cell phone and calls 911, right? I think my friend's dead, he yells. What can I do? The operator says, calm down, calm down. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's a silence, and then you hear his Bang! Back on the phone, the guy says, okay, now what? (laughs) I did the laugh. Did you understand? Yeah. Well, you just said don't explain it if you have to explain it, so. Well, I mean, I want to make sure your instructions here. Yeah. 
kind of a dumb joke, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you, you're a fairly religious guy. Um, what 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 religion are bears out in the woods? Um, whatever they want to be. A priest, a minister, and a rabbi want to see who's best at their job. So they each go into the woods, find a bear, and attempt to convert it. Later, they come all back together. And the priest begins, When I found the bear, I read to him from the catechism and sprinkled him with holy water. Next week is his first communion. Well, the minister says, I found a bear by the stream and preached God's holy holy word. The bear was so mesmerized that he let me baptize him. Well, now they look both look at the rabbi who is lying on a gurney in a body cast. Looking back, he says, maybe I shouldn't have started with the circumcision. No, don't make it worse than it is. Um, (laughs) You know, another thing I've never really understood, although I haven't done this in years, but as a kid growing up, you know, you'd you'd say, Dad, pull over. I need find a gas station. I need to go to the restroom, right? You remember doing that. Um, I'm I'm sure, yeah. We did those things. Well, remember they always were locked? It seems like they were, and you had to go in and get the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just never made any sense. Were they afraid someone was going to clean them up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Well, we're off to a start. Yes, we are. Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's a Friday edition, and yabba dabba do. Hey, there we go. Now we're off and running. Now it's official. Yes. Okay, folks, um, it occurred to me that we have um, Election Day coming up. It's Tuesday. Um... Um, but it's it's different this year, and I think some of it has to do with COVID. So let's 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 first of all make sure in the city of Athens we have a a fourth ward race, right? Yes. Is there anything else? I could not find anything. Okay, I'm do, on the Athens County Board of Elections website. How, how many candidates are there for at large? Because you, you have, mean positions? Yes. Uh, there's three positions. Yeah. So aren't if there's three. If there's yeah. four running, then that's a race. See yes. what I mean? Yep. So how many at large candidates? Um, I only see two, two candidates for the fourth okay. ward. No, 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 no. And. But, but I don't see any for what you're asking. 
there. So it might not be an issue. Yeah, I don't think it's an election year for that. Yeah, I knew knew what you were doing, but the only one I see is uh, the the race between Christine Fall and Alan Swank. Okay. According to the Athens County Board of Elections and the 2021 League of Women Voters. Voters Guide. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the fourth ward. Yes. Uh, is the only one that that uh, really has to do their business between now and Tuesday. Now, uh, as I understand it, where you normally go to vote for the fourth ward is at the recreation center. I think third ward goes there as well. But uh, only fourth ward has a decision to make this this go around. This being a primary. Um, okay, so the board, the um, so you have to go to the actual board of elections office, which is on uh, Court Street. So if you look at the, you know, the the, the big courthouse, and, you know, Court Street's one way east. Court Street goes north. Okay. North. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. North Court. Well, this is on South Court. Um, The building just before the courthouse, on the same side as the courthouse, is the Board of Elections. Okay? So you have to go in there to vote. And they, they're trying to make it as easy as possible for everybody. So, and this is for all the Fourth Ward folks. They're open today, right now, until 7 p.m. They're open tomorrow from 8 to 4. Sunday, 1 to 5. Monday, 8 to 2. And then, whatever the normal election hours, what, 6A to whatever... 7P on um, election day itself, Tuesday. Okay? Yes. So, don't go to the community center. Even on election day, I think everything's happening right there at the Board of Elections office on Court Street, right next to the uh, courthouse. Yep. All right. And and also, I guess, you know, whether you are Republican or Democrat or um, all, all that sort of thing, it doesn't matter. this point in time given the race that's involved in all that stuff so all right so please folks uh, <clears throat> do it it's our civic responsibility and I think uh, it's on my list to do today because I too live in the fourth 
Okay. Here we do another weird one. Yeah, why not? You feel like it? You up to it? So there's a sign outside a house that reads, Talking Dog for Sale. Guy walking by is intrigued, so he walks in. So what have you done with your life? He asks the dog. The dog responds, I've had a very full life. I've lived in the Alps, rescuing avalanche victims. Then I served my country in Iraq. And now I spend my days reading to the residents at the retirement center. Guy is simply flabbergasted. He asks the dog's owner, Why on earth would you want to get rid of an incredible dog like that? The owner says, Because he's a liar. He never did any of that. Okay, today is a National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day. Now, folks, anybody that listens to Scott's show daily, um, daily, listen to that, Scott's show daily. Yeah. Hey, I never realized how, how I said that. that. Da, da, da. Um, Scott's Daily Daily. Yeah. Daily That's Double. Not, I like Daily Daily. Yeah. That's what... Uh, we ought to change some of your promos to reflect that. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> Today is National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day. And Scott is very passionate about the animals. Yes. And and rightfully so. So would I be if I were yes. doing that show. Yes, you would be. Uh, so that's a good thing. Na- National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day. Incidentally, both of our guys... One male, one female. Hope's a female, and Foley's a male. We're shelter pets. And you couldn't ask for more loving, caring. Stop, Palmer. Okay, so National Adopt-A-Shelter-Pet Day. It's National Bubble Tea Day. It's National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. I appreciate my Gina mm-hmm. who cuts my hair. Especially, what, within the last 12 months where it was not easy to, to do that? Well, they, they found ways, you they know. They did, yep. You, you wore masks, you did things like that. But it wasn't the normal way that we're used to. So we certainly appreciate them. Absolutely. You know, now that I think about it, my last three hair cutters, and each of them I've been with some length of time, were all named Gina, but three different people. Mm. Now, does that mean next time I have to find another Gina? Uh, well, if, if you want to have a continuous transition as far as names, I suppose you could. But does a uh, name make a haircut? Why am I talking about I, that? 
Okay, National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. We can get that. National Arbor Day. National Bugs Bunny Day. Yeah. (laughs) National Hairball Awareness Day. (laughs) National Honesty Day. That should be every day. National Oatmeal Cookie Day. National Sarcoidosis Day. Okay, look at this word. I don't know if I'm... Does that word mean anything to you there? Yeah, it's... uh, What is it? it, It's it's a a disease, kind of. um, It's characterized by... um, A collection of tiny inflammatory cells in any part of your body uh it's most commonly in the lungs and the lymph nodes but it can also affect eye skin heart and other organs so and they have a national day for that because yep triggered but well just to raise awareness about it okay you have a uh some people have a genetic predisposition national military brats day <laughs> National Preparathon. Preparathon. I don't know that word. Be prepared. I mean, that would have been my guess, but I've never seen it quite like that. National Preparathon. You know, if they if they would have missed a letter there, it could have been preparation. H. Well, it could have been that too. And finally, <laughs> boy, this is a long list today. National Raisin Day. Yeah. I counted them. I don't know if you did. There are a dozen of them today. For this date of October 30th. October 30th? Wait a minute. April 30th. <laughs> See, you told me to interrupt. We need to start this whole show over. <laughs> Where did October come from? I, I don't know. Maybe something in there with a calendar day triggered that. And why do we need a National Hairball Awareness Day? Oh, I don't know. Well, some of those in there are worth mentioning. And others, we'll just let them be. Okay, historically speaking, April 30th. On that date, in the year 311. I've always had trouble with this one. Roman Emperor Galerius, right? Okay. Issues the Edict of Toleration, ending persecution of Christians in the Roman Empire. That's rather important. In the year 711, Islamic conquest of Iberia, the Moorish troops led by Tariq Ibn Zayyad, not bad. Land at Gibraltar to bring their invasion of the Iberian Peninsula. In the year 1562, the first French colonists of, in North America. Uh, let's see, they've got some names here. Jean Ribault. plus colonists, arrive in Florida. 
1789, George Washington is inaugurated as the first president of the United States of America. It happened on this date. Uh, 1859, Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities is first published in literary periodical all the year round, which um, continued to do weekly installments for some time afterwards. 2009, oh, I remember this, Chrysler Automobile Files, uh, company files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, of which they've since recovered. Okay, famous birthdays. You ready? Yes. Carl Friedrich Gauss. G-A-U-S-S. Carl Friedrich Gauss was a German mathematician and physicist who made significant contributions to many fields in mathematics and science. What is he most famous for? Um... Contributions to, are you ready for this? You think the National Calendar Day was long? Number theory, geometry, probability theory, geodesy, planetary astronomy, the theory of functions, and potential theory, including electromagnetism. So the guy was bright. Apparently very, yeah. By the way, his years of life, 1777, on which he was born on this day. He died in 1855. Okay, the next one. Joachim von Ribbentrop. Trop. Trop. Ribbentrop. R-I-B-B-E-N-T-R-O-P. Born on this date in 1893, died in 1946. Joachim von Ribbentrop was a German politician who served as Minister of Foreign Affairs of Nazi Germany from 1938 to 1945. He first came to Hitler's notice as a well-traveled businessman with more knowledge of the outside world than most senior Nazis and as a perceived authority on foreign affairs. Okay. Now, two more birthdays, both living. Gal Gadot, Gadot, G-A-D-O-T, very pretty. She's 36 today. Don't know a thing about her. What's the first name? Need my glasses, uh, they're replacing them, but so I'm working on my backups. But I think it's G A L, G A L, or G A I, and the rest of it, G A D O T. Ah, there we go. Sorry about that. That's all right. G A L is correct. She is an Israeli actress, producer, and model. At age 18, she was crowned Miss Israel 2004 and then served two years in the Israel Defense Forces as a soldier. No kidding. Yep, where she started building her modeling and acting careers after her service in the Israel Defense Forces. Okay, the last of the uh, famous birthdays. 
Hmm. Paul Gross, G-R-O-S-S, today celebrating his 62nd birthday. Paul Gross is a, Paul Michael Gross is a Canadian actor, producer, director, singer, and writer born in Calgary, Alberta, known for his lead role as Constable Benton Fraser in the television series Due South. Okay, two deaths to report today, um, historically speaking, that is. The first one is Sigismund III Vasa, who died on this date in the year 1632. So, S-I-G-I-S-M-U-N-D, Sigismund, and then what appears to be the Roman numeral three, and then the word Vasa, V-A-S-A. Ah, there we go. King of Poland Mm. and Grand Duke of Lithuania from 1587 to 1632, as well as King of Sweden and Grand Duke of Finland. Man, that guy was all over the place, wasn't he? Evidently uh, respected. (laughs) Very much so. And this last one, uh, which I saved for last purposely, of course, you'll, you'll see in a moment, is that of Adolf Hitler. Um, he was born in 1889, died in 1945. It was a suicide, right? Yep. He shot himself. Yep. As the uh, Soviet forces were approaching his bunker, he took the life of his wife of one day and then uh, did himself in. It says here um, there is no doubt that Adolf Hitler shot himself on this day and that his body was burned by loyal staffers. Yeah, that's... But what happened to his remains is still a mystery. Yep. There have been documentaries trying to find that near where they suspect it happened, where um, he was apparently doused with gasoline and burned and then uh, covered up. Right now, where they think it is, there's a parking lot over the top of that area. In, uh, I believe it's uh, Berlin there where his bunker was on his last day. I didn't mean to chuckle after talking about Hitler's fate. I kind of thought you moved on to something else there. I had. I had. Okay, this is known as playing with fate. In surgery for a heart attack, a middle-aged woman has a vision of God by her bedside. Will I die? She asks. God says, no, you have 30 more years to live. Well, with 30 years to look forward to, she decides to make the best of it. 
So since she's in the hospital, she gets breast implants, liposuction, um, a tummy tuck, hair transplants, collagen injections in her lips. She looks great. The day she's discharged, she exits the hospital with a swagger, crosses the street, and is immediately hit by an ambulance and killed. Up in heaven, she sees God. You said I had 30 more years to live, she complains. That's true, says God. So what happened, she asked. God shrugs. I I didn't recognize you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with that. I have... I've got something wrong with my eye. All right. Burning. Let's see if I can get that settled down. Yeah. Um, That's annoying Yeah. when that happens. Let's see. A car hit an elderly man. The paramedic says, are you comfortable? The man says, I make a good living. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Let's see. A poodle and a collie are walking together when the poodle suddenly unloads on his friend. My life is a mess, he says. My owner is me. My girlfriend ran away with a schnauzer, and I'm as jittery as a cat. Why don't you go see a psychiatrist, suggests the collie. I can't, says the poodle. I'm not allowed on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Let's see if I can remember this one. An elderly lady, I'm not reading this, trying to do it from the memory memory bank here, you know. Fill up one file cabinet drawer. Remember, we have to be uh, responsible in our humor. Yes. Nothing off-color, so to speak. Uh, Yes. Um, I didn't need to remind you of that. It just sounded like fun. Yeah, okay. That's our disclaimer right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 89-year-old woman goes to dinner with an elderly gentleman who is 94. Well, the lady's friends saw her the next day and said, Well, how did the dinner go with your gentleman friend? And the 89-year-old lady looked at them and said, I had to slap him three times. And the other ladies gasped and said, Oh, my goodness, was he getting fresh with you? And the elderly lady said, No. I had to make sure he was still alive. Uh, a man, shocked by how his buddy is dressed, asked him, How long have you been wearing that bra? The friend replies, Ever since my wife found it in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Oops. Oh. Yeah. Um, by the way, the um, collection, you know, when you think of it. Okay, let me back up a notch. Uh, a favorite magazine in my house when I was growing up. Held no appeal to me, but it was certainly enjoyed by my parents. It still exists. Reader's Digest. And uh, I really don't know much about it. I, I, I should. Oh, Dad loved that. He had subscriptions to it, and I continued it. I still get it. Well, all of the jokes that except for what Scott just mentioned a moment ago. <clears throat> All of these liners that we're giving you uh, are from Reader's Digest publications over the years. I mean, I just thought I'd mention it. Yeah, they are are pretty funny. I saw one the other day, and I think I may have used this on Sentimental Journey, that uh, ladies and, uh, oh, excuse me, mothers and fathers write in about their kids, kids' funny jokes. Mm -hmm. And a mother wrote in and said that her four-year-old was eating some candy, took off the wrapper, and threw it on the floor. And the mother told the little child, now pick up that wrapper mm -hmm. and put it where it belongs. She said, so my child decided to take it over and put it in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. You know how uh, there, when I was growing up at least, if someone broke their wrist or their arm or something, they got a hard cast, right? Yep. And then everybody they knew would sign it or write something on it. And it occurred to me that that might be the easiest time to add insult to injury. I guess you had to be there. Here's one. I got a new job last week at the as the top dog at Old McDonald's Farm. I'm the new C I E I O. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see what this one is. This is entitled, Saving a Christian. Once I saw this guy go on a bridge. No. Once I saw this guy on a bridge about to jump, I said, don't do it. He said, nobody loves me. I said, God loves you. Do you believe in God? He says, yes. I said, are you a Christian or a Jew? He said, a Christian. 
I said, me too, Protestant or Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too, what franchise? He said, Baptist. I said, me too, Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. I said, me too, Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region or Northern Conservative Baptist Eastern Region? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1879 or Northern of 1912. He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912. I said, Die, heretic, and I pushed him over. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know all this stuff, but oh well. Yeah, that so much that so many different things in common, and then the end d- didn't match, and pfft, done. Oh well. <laughs> the doctor says, "Larry, everything looking great? How are you doing today? And emotionally, mentally, and all? Are you at peace with yourself? Are you at peace with God?" Well, Larry replies, "God, I am tight." He knows I have poor eyesight, He know, so he's fixed it. So when I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, poof, the light goes on. When, I, when I'm done, poof, the, right, the light goes off. Wow, that's incredible, the doc says. A little later in the day, the doctor calls Larry's wife. Bonnie, he says, Larry's doing fine, but I had to call you because... I'm in awe of the relationship with God. Is it true that he gets up during the night and poof, the light goes on, and when he leaves the bathroom, poof, the light goes off? Oh, no, exclaims Bonnie. He's peeing in the refrigerator again. (laughs) Here you go. A teacher and a student having a conversation. Teacher says, Kids, what does the chicken give you? Student, meat. Teacher, very good. Now what does the pig give you? Student, bacon. Teacher, great. And what does the big cow give you? Student, homework. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 9.52, folks. (laughs) Just having a little fun on a Friday. Let's see, the forecast. Um, Today, it's going to be mostly sunny day. A few clouds around. Uh, No mention of precipitation. The high today, 65. 
the low tonight though 30 so um, if you're concerned about any particular flowers that you've already planted please cover them up and then take them back uncover them in the morning tomorrow being Saturday 68 or high no clouds throughout the day the low tomorrow night 46 Sunday, 80 degrees, and it's going to be sunny, but there will be some clouds. 57, the low overnight. Monday, 70. Tuesday, 73. Wednesday, 61. It's that time of year when it's up and down, up and down, up and down. Well, for his birthday, an old man's nephews secretly hire a call girl for him. When he answers the door, she's standing there in a slinky black dress. She says, I'm here to give you a super sex. After thinking for a minute, the old man replies, I guess I'll have the soup. Soup for sex, see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Wright writes, um, I almost broke both my arms trying to hold open a revolving door for a woman. <laughs> Remember the old revolving doors? Oh, yeah. They don't have those anymore. Not too many of them. No. Nope. Well, we've got lots of these, and we'll pace ourselves and share them with you. Um, Here's one about a job interview. Reaching the end of a job interview, the human resources officer asks a young engineer fresh out of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and what starting salary are you looking for? The engineer replies... Well, in the region of 125 grand a year, depending on the benefits package, and the interviewer inquires, well, what would you say to a package of five weeks vacation, 14 paid holidays, full medical and dental benefits, company matching retirement fund to 50% of your salary, and a company car leased every two years, say, a red Corvette? Well, the engineer sits up straight and says... Wow, are you kidding? The interviewer replies, Yeah, but you started it. (laughs) (laughs) Getting serious for a moment. Um, Folks, if you look back, that Ebola thing a few years ago, 2014, I guess. Wow, did we handle that one well. Well, really, Liberia, Nigeria, Lagos, Monrovia, Liberia, I'm starting to repeat myself. They did an ex. the Nigerian authorities handled that perfectly. That could have been another 
situations such as we're going through now, COVID. And the New York Times has written a very good article today explaining that and also kind of making some comparisons between that and um, COVID that you might find interesting if you want to take the time to go to it. It's on their website, New York Times. I'm just looking through here to see if there's any other notable story that You know, live entertainment is coming back. Uh, performers, but even more so, audiences are thrilled. Theaters have reopened in Chicago, Houston, San Diego, other cities too. In New York, several venues, including The Shed, The Guggenheim, and some off-Broadway theaters are welcoming audiences with Shakespeare and, well, that program Shakespeare in the Park is going to be returning this summer. There's just a little bit more each week being added. That's a good thing. We have about uh, a minute and a half. Do you have anything back there? Where uh, well, what we had the NFL draft last night. Oh, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. Yeah. Sure, uh, thank you. Yep. And uh, Joe Burrow is going to be reunited with one of his favorite targets at LSU, Jamar Chase. The Bengals selected him number five overall in the first round. And, uh, wow, they Joe and uh, this receiver, Jamar Chase, they lit up the SEC record books mm-hmm. in, on the way to winning national championship in uh, 2019. So the Bengals need some offensive linemen, but they opted for some scoring potential in uh, reuniting those two. So that should be fun to watch for a few years coming up. And, uh, needless to say, I'm sure Joey was probably pretty pleased when they uh, made that pick. Well, you can only imagine. Yeah. Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, was drafted number 11 by the Chicago Bears. So, good luck to Justin Fields. And uh, I think Alabama tied a record for the most uh, first-round picks. I think they had six or maybe seven in the first round. Athens Sandlot in big action this weekend and yeah. uh, other little leagues too. So uh, don't miss out on all of those, folks. Be careful. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Lisa Mateo. <laughs> 
A stampede attended by tens of thousands erupts at a religious festival in northern Israel, killing 45 people. This rabbi blames the Israeli government. Usually you have thousands of people that exit peacefully and nicely for the past hundreds of years from the front. However, it was barricaded and people said, where should we leave from? You can't leave from the back, can't leave from the front. And the officers over there couldn't care less. The Biden administration is sending out face masks to health centers nationwide. CBS's Kemi McCormick has the story. This plan was announced in February to send out high quality washable cloth masks that are in line with CDC guidance. All will be made in America and will be free of logos. They'll also be free of charge. The Defense Logistics Agency is shipping these out. Masks will also be supplied to food banks. It's estimated 12 to 15 million Americans will receive them. In India, bodies are piling up faster than workers can cremate them as the country's coronavirus numbers surge. CBS's Holly Williams spoke with epidemiologist Professor Ramanan Laxmanarayan. It's not just India, it's Bangladesh, it is, it's Africa. There are hidden epidemics everywhere. Is the West being selfish, looking after its own people, vaccinating its own people and not thinking about India? And no one is safe until everyone is safe. And I think we need to 